here episode five of recorded conversations um today i get to have a conversation with the kid i have daily conversations with uh but this time it's recorded uh one of my best friends drew uh drew kazmarek um always pushing me to be better uh, always inspiring me always feeding me with inspiration and, and we feed off each other um honestly one of the most driven people most talented talented people i know um so it's a pleasure to have have drew uh thanks for joining thank you it's kind of weird we're talking like it's like it's a formal podcast but we yeah it's weird being recorded i'm like this is <laughs> i know i know uh, let's just give some background for for some people that might not know you know you as well um kind of like where you're from um kind of like your family talk about your siblings a little bit and then we'll kind of get into like the early elementary days yeah um i'm from milwaukee wisconsin well just outside of milwaukee um come from a family of four other siblings um so five of us seven total um grew up in see i went to cedarburg high school cedarburg wisconsin no one's gonna know where that is but uh lived there for until eighth grade just moved five feet down the road to where i live now um so pretty much lived here my entire life until recently yeah. I moved out to Los Angeles, but uh, born and raised. And so, Wisconsin. yeah, big, big, big family. What are uh, what are some pros and cons for you with with the family family size? What do you like about having a lot of siblings and, and maybe Honestly, a downfall? Like, it kind of shaped me. So, like now, I I really don't have many cons. Like to be honest, I'm sure. Yeah. An only child would see more cons with a lot of commotion and whatnot going on, but I'm used to it. So, like. I don't know. I'd rather have someone to argue with than have no one at all kind of a mindset. So yeah, there's way more positives than, than maybe negatives or, you know, um, I just like being around, being around them. I mean, even at a time like this, when we're all kind of alone, like my quarantine has not been too bad because there's yeah. six of us in, you know, in here and it's similar to your setup, you know, it's, you're not alone. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I love it. I have two or I have three, sorry, three sisters, one brother. Um, so kind of both. I have older sister, two younger sisters. Um, the only thing I'm missing is an older brother. I have a younger brother. So almost every box, my, my middle sister, uh, the middle child, Maddie, she has older brother, younger brother, older sister, younger sister. So she, she's got it all. She's got she it all. all the Checks all the boxes. Yeah. Uh, what was um, what was little what was little Drew interest? What what were you running around doing as a kid or getting yourself into? Sports. I was like, it pretty much like, I didn't really. I wasn't into like video games really, or you know, a ton of like other stuff. I just like sports. I like basketball. Still is, you know, that was my sport. That's what I loved. But I liked all sports. I liked the Packers. They been good my whole life. So you like football? I, I didn't really. Yeah. Play. I played it until like, you know, it got serious. And then I just, I wasn't as interested. Also, you know, um, basketball just, you know, that was just my sport. Never really like yeah. baseball. I like watching it a little, but same thing. Played it when you're young, but was never really into it. Um, weirdly was into my other sport was skiing. Like I was a big skier. Yeah. That was when I was like super young. My mom would always take us. My dad hated it. But my mom loved it, but, so she would take all of us, all five. Yeah, I was going to say, 
where, where did that stem from? Was your mom a skier growing up as well, or did she just enjoy watching watching the sport? To be honest, I don't like around Wisconsin. It's just you know there's little hills and you know I don't even call it a mountain. It's not a mountain. Yeah, you can't see it to get to the parking lot. It's a hill, but um, I think she did you know some of that. My uncle was was more big into it. Um, we would just go on the weekends to the one same spot. There's the one chairlift, a couple of runs. Like it's nothing like Aspen or places we go to now. But um, I don't know. It's just we liked it in the winter. Like you're around snow, you're around all that, so it was fun. And I was really actually pretty good. Like in elementary school, um, would go like compete on like a race team. Like then you travel. It's just like travel basketball, like, yeah, travel volleyball, like same concept but kind of different because you're alone like you're not on a team it's just you like you're on a team per se but you compete individually like you know like the olympics it's olympic sports so like kind of so so it's weird being like a third grader and like competing against rant like you're not on a team so it's kind of interesting but uh yeah that is that is an interesting dynamic the, the amount of sports i played i've actually never played played a sport where it was it was just me um competitively yeah. what was that top commitment like um I mean, it's just like the weekends and like one day a week, I think, or two days a week. But I would try to like, sometimes, you know, as with any sport that young, like you're missing practices, like life's happening. You're in elementary school. It's not that serious. But yeah, um, it was just weird because I didn't have any friends that did it. So it was just kind of like I knew I was good and I liked it. But once it became more like, you know, inter interfering with basketball where all my friends were playing and like stuff or other things. I just like started not like it. Cause I was like, what's the future in skiing? I mean, yeah. now, you know, I see it, I snowboard now and it's cool, but like back then you're like, I'm not going to be a pro skier. So yeah. Um, and there's always during it. Basketball is winter sport as well. So it was like my weekends, do I want to play basketball and like join, you know, play a U team or, whatever or do I want to do skiing and it's kind of a no-brainer so I haven't skied since like sixth seventh grade but I I was like I was pretty good that's that's awesome I don't so then you yeah 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 um so that's awesome so then you played when did you start playing competitive basketball was that at a young age too did you start playing yeah my uh that was kind of funny too like I you know I was never like amazing you, you're definitely better than me you know but I, I was like a high school you know athlete level good yeah um but i remember younger um our kind of like city like they're the one travel basketball team everyone tried out to make this is not even au this is like fifth like i guess kids nowadays are playing au at like fourth grade but i, I, didn't, they are. Get like, young now. I didn't get in that to like seventh i think maybe i don't even remember six seven but like so like two years before that when it was just more of like your local kids it wasn't so so big at the time um so just like around milwaukee there's this team and they were super they was just all like parents driven and like so backwards like a lot of that stuff is now oh yeah um, and i didn't even try out for it because like my dad was like i mean you can and you know he didn't tell me not to but it was just you know it's just not the vibe so instead we just made our own team and no one had ever done that um and you know i'd play basketball all my friends like we got not all of them it was kind of like a rivalry was created but we got a lot of the good players and they had some good and it was like we just entered as like an independent in all these like tournaments it wasn't like the cedarburg team we were like an additional team that was just kind of like created um 
and we just started winning and we were really good and we'd go down and play like enter just random tournaments um and we win like we'd go undefeated in leagues and stuff so it was fun because it was like my dad coaching and my two other good friends at the time their dad's also coaching it was not like a program it wasn't like it was yeah, yeah it was just our team like we didn't have a younger team or older team it was just us um so i learned a lot there like even like jake you know like he would come he was younger even younger at the time and wasn't as much into sports but he would just come to the tournaments and like the whole travel atmosphere but it was cool like that we were kind of just like we don't need a system we just made our own and and my dad was never a coach of anything per se he played sports as well but he's a good leader so um he coached coached us up just fine and that's he, awesome he did, yeah that's awesome and then now moving into kind of like high school was same type of interest what what was what was high school yeah. through like um and, and what were you up to in, in those um, days same kind of thing sports i wasn't big into partying i mean i'm sure we get into later but like some stuff with my health i could never um even consume any type of alcohol so when that started coming around high school days you know kids are whatever i just was so yeah. turned off by all of like some of like the social aspects in that way so i was just like into sports and like into kind of doing my own stuff like i had a good group of friends and had was friends with kind of that kid that was friends with anyone like to an extent like knew everyone no one like hated me i don't think some people probably, yeah sure, <laughs> you know but you know but was also not yeah. like the was not like the central like party or like you know let's do this yeah. like, super social guy either kind of just do you like, want to give some do you want to give some background to the people listening um health health conditions um and that kind of whole story yeah. how that unfolded yeah, I mean, I could kind of do it as we go, like how I experienced yeah. it. Like, so high school was just like kind of that. So so that kind of shaped me, like my personality, I guess, because that's when you're forming. So my personality grew a little bit more towards like the um, introverted. I still am. Like I like my alone time. I don't have a problem being alone. Quarantine lifestyle is not that drastic for me. Like in a way, like obviously I'd be outside and moving and traveling a ton, but in terms of like – that's just kind of like how I was like, and I liked it and I was never like felt lonely or anything. If I did, I'd go hang out with people. It wasn't like a, too extreme, but it was just, that's my personality. Um, yeah. So yeah, I started noticing, um, like, you know, you try a sip of beer, you try one sip of this, I'd get sick, like sick, sick, like throwing yeah. up. And I was like, okay, well, I see random kids, you know, in the corner of a basement party also puking. I'm like, okay, this is probably normal, right? Like, was, you know, your first time experiencing this type of stuff. I'm like, okay. So yeah. keep trying it a little bit. I'm like, no, like, this is not it. Like, I can't. So then I just, like, stopped. And I didn't think anything of it, really, other than, I don't know, maybe I just can't or I don't know what. Um, and then I was fine if I didn't do that. Like, it was cool. So that's kind of just somewhat morphed, like, what I was into got away from some people that just wanted to like party all the time or do that. Yeah. Like, well, I, you know, there's like a cap on what I can even do. I don't want to be around drunk people when I can't be drunk, you know? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of shaped like my, what I was into or interests or, or kind of trajectory, I guess. Um, still into sports played, stopped playing my senior year. Um, I don't know, I just, like, also kind of felt like when I don't feel like there's a huge purpose and I don't, like, love it, I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, there's other things that could be There's doing. something. 
yeah there's something um, else there's something else out there i had a weird like uh, high school kind of thing too like i would i would miss a lot of school be opportunity to like travel places and do other things i'm like i don't want to be going to basketball practice every night if i'm yeah you know i'm not devin booker like you know so it's like what you know there's other, yeah. there's other like avenues that maybe i could pursue where this is that you pursue and, uh, and keep around that's dope <laughs> and then and then you're also doing some some video stuff with with the bucks during high school as well yeah yeah well it didn't even start as video really it just was like i like basketball so my dad yeah. you know, was close with a lot of the people at the bucks and i had the opportunity to just like be around them, go to practice, rebound. Like that's what I was doing on the weekends or after school, going to like draft workouts or like, you know, I made relationship with a lot of players on the team as a high schooler, just kind of unique like um, experience, I guess. But I loved it. But I would go to like summer league every summer, so I'd miss like go to Las Vegas for like two and a half, three weeks every summer. So a weird relationship with Las Vegas because I've spent probably three, four months total of my life there, never been to actually. I went to one or two with you, but never been to like a club there, drank there, like, yeah. any, like any of the party stuff. But I know it like the back of my hand, like yeah, yeah. Um, as a high schooler. So uh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, That's awesome. And then kind of what was your transition from, from uh, high school to college? What was that application yeah, process? Cool. Like, where'd you want to go? Like, what was that? So for me, it was still basketball. Like I wanted to, my, like my goal was like, I want to coach. Like I want to you know I'm again, I know I'm not a professional player or even, you know, D1 or none of that, but I was like, okay, I could, I could coach. I like basketball. I see that as an avenue. Um, so I, I, I kind of wanted to do that because of high school. I was around these coaches more than the players. Like I, you go in, you work, you, you're around the coaches more, the players kind of come and go for, three, four hours, they put their time in, but the coaches are the ones that are in there for nine, 10, 12 hour days, even in the summer. Yeah. So I was around them and they kind of, I was like, Oh, I like this. So come college time, it was like, okay, really it was, you know, what's a good basketball program. What can I be around? Like um, I knew I had a good chance to be able to do the similar thing with the Bucks that I was doing with pretty much any D one program because NBA is like a step above. So step above, yeah. Um, I was like, okay, what's realistic and what makes sense to where I want to go? So kind of it was, I, I wanted to go to Wisconsin. Like that was my number one. I had a lot of friends going there. My best friend in high school at the time was going there, and and he got in, and I was you know hoping to get in, and and we were gonna room together and all this. So it was like that was one, and then Michigan State like was random, like. It was realistic in terms of Michigan. It's close. I had never been to the state of Michigan, but it was a Big Ten. It was similar, like you know, very comparable schools. So I just off off the fly one day submitted an application there. The application process wasn't anything crazy, whatever. So I just submitted one. Didn't think about it for a while. Then I had like Arizona basketball program. It was you know they're good. Um, I knew I wasn't getting into like Duke or North Carolina, like not crazy smart. Um, So I don't know. It's kind of, so back to, you know, Wisconsin, that's where I wanted to go. Like that was my school and I didn't get in. Um, And I was like, pissed. I remember I was with the Bucks. We were in LA. I was on a road trip. I was in the locker room, like doing like, kind of like progressing on my like career at the time there. It was like right right before the game. I got like the email on my phone and I was like, yeah, you've been declined. I was like pissed. And like, obviously didn't tell me them or like what, but it came out. My mom knew cause I texted her and they were out. My mom and dad were also there and they were out and they knew 
you're just like weird um because you're kind of like not crushed but for like an hour or two yeah like, definitely you're like damn like that's where i wanted to go so that was off the table um and then it was like michigan state was just the only other option i wasn't really going to go to arizona like realistically when i really thought about it i was like i don't you know there's no real ties there or I don't know. I just, Michigan State felt good. So we went to visit it. Um, Lansing, I thought it'd be a little bit more like Madison. It's not quite to that level. Not, yeah. Yeah. You think the whole capital translates, but it doesn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, the capital's right here. That'd be lit. Yeah. Like, but Madison's a pretty cool place. Um, Lansing just wasn't, you know, but I, I still liked it. So I went. Yeah. There. Lansing and East Lansing are two different. Yeah. 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 I lived in Lansing for two years while there. Yeah. It's not. You know, it's whatever. I have nothing against Lansing, but Madison's a pretty cool, pretty cool college atmosphere. So yeah, but yeah, then I I just went to Michigan State. It's kind of like no real other realistic option, but also like it was. I was excited. Like after that initial, like it wasn't like oh damn, I have to go to Michigan State. But it was like you know after I got over that you know kind of rejection. Yeah. Um, what's what's maybe a, a lesson you learned from that whole rejection? getting accepted in Michigan State, um, looking back on it. Yeah, honestly, like, I don't know. I don't even know the cliche way to say it, but I feel like it's cliche in, in the message is like, you know, every no is like a yes in the right direction, if, if that's how the saying goes, or something along those lines. Of like, yeah. You know, I thought, like, that would be so good. But when I, when I track it back to now, like, if that had happened, I for sure would have gone there. I'm sure like some good things would still happen in my life, but like nothing that I'm doing now would have had any chance of happening. And I know that for a fact. Like, yeah. Like, oh, maybe it could have, like it would not have. Not yeah. to say that, you know, I wouldn't be doing other things and like, you know, it's not end of the world, but like that was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. But at the time I was like pissed, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. That stuff is kind of like disguised where it's like, in the time you think it's the worst thing and you're so crushed, but looking back, it's, it's the best thing yeah. that's, that's kind of happened ever yeah. happened to you. So then coming, coming to Michigan state, it's your, it's your freshman year. You're getting into the, the basketball program. Um, what were your first impressions of, of coaches? Yeah. Um, well, at first I didn't even know, like when I came there, I didn't know anyone at the school. I didn't know. I'd never been to Michigan, like no one. So I didn't even know if I would get that job. Turns yeah. out later that they were all kind of like, yeah, you were going to get it just because of my kind of experience. Like, yeah, yeah. It's coming for that job. Don't have NBA experience. So that was unique and I'm grateful for that. But so it was, it was weird. Like at first, like that's all I wanted to do, but it took like a month kind of to like before I, I got the job. So and then once I was there, I was springboarded into like, that was my fraternity. That was kind of my group. And like, I was good. Yeah. That first month was kind of, you know, not hard, but just like different. But, um, so that, but like, I just spent that whole month, like, okay, how can I get this job? There's interview process. You did the same thing. It's so long, like, okay, all that. So yeah. I was focused on, okay, is there like, how can I impress him? How can I get this? Um, but when I first met him, I was like, okay, this guy, like, I've never seen someone care about a program or players or, or us as managers or anyone that much. Cause like in the NBA, it's just different. It's everything's like upper level of like business. Like it's, you know, it's just so, it's such a different environment. It's not as much of a family and that's not because of any one person. It's just like, it's not built that way. Like people come and go so quick. So when I got to Michigan State, I was like, wow, this is, 
very different. Um, and obviously the coaching style of, of high school or of uh, college players to NBA players is very different too. And I've never been around that. So, you know, um, it's just, it was unique and, and cool to see. And, and, um, just kind of interesting, like his approach, he's, he's not only coaching them as basketball players, he's coaching them as, as people. He coached us, he coached the other coaches, he coached everyone, um, which is unique because in the NBA, everyone's kind of like, okay, I made it. So like everyone, you know, you still want to be coached, but a different kind of level of, of, of all that going on. So yeah. it, it was cool to see. Yeah. Do, do you still remember the first time you, you witnessed him yell yep. at somebody? Yeah. And I'm not going to get into too much detail. <laughs> but it was my first day. Um, and we, you know, I, you get the job, you come in, and, and it kind of just starts. Like, they're, they're, they go a million miles a minute every day. So, you know, they bring in the new managers. We're the lowest guys in the whole program. So it just, to them, they didn't even know that probably it was my first day. Or did he really, you know, he cared about us. But, like, he yeah. you know, it's just like you're thrown in, and, and, and they've already been going. So you're just yeah. thrown in. You're, catch, you're trying yeah. to catch up. Yes, yeah, so we had, like, a team meeting um, before I had practice or anything. Um, and he just kind of did normal thing, nothing crazy, but he, you know, would, would go at some player, like, yell yeah, coach, you know, how he does, like nothing crazy. But to me, like that first day I thought it's like, okay, I would come in shake everyone's hand, you know, whatever be kind of cordial, you know, get a tour or whatever and leave. But no, it was like, okay, like this is yeah. the NBA finals first day and it's the off season. Like, okay, this is, this is how it's going to be, which is amazing. Like, you know, um, and I had a unique kind of, perspective on that where I was able to recognize quickly like okay that's how it needs to be maybe some other people be like whoa that's crazy like why is he why is he coaching yeah. so hard and it's off-season you know workouts but I was like whoa like wow you know that's why they're good um, yeah so it's cool yeah, that's, that's dope I still remember my first <laughs> it was my first day too and and I forget who he yelled at or what he said but I, I still remember coach Fife looks at me he goes you sure you want to do this? Your face looks white. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, you look so, yeah, he's like, you look so scared. Your face is white. I'm like, I'm good. I swear. <laughs> that was honestly, me. we were in the back of that conference room or I'm in the theater and, yeah. and managers don't get called into meetings. Like, like we're not yeah. when like, you know, it's a team meeting and they're, they're watching film, they're getting yelled at for certain things or coached on certain things. We're not usually in there, but we were we were called in there. I don't know if that's maybe because it was our first day, or what. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm sure that probably wasn't because again, that, we're, not, we're just yeah. a good radar. But I, from there, it was good. Maybe that was my first day because come that second day, like you, you know, you know what you're doing. Um, also, yeah. funny story. The first day, I'll just say it quick. I remember the first practice. I didn't know. Again, no one's gonna know this, but but you you'll know it. How we have to always wear white socks. We can't wear black socks. Yeah. Uh, because of the Fab Five, it's kind of what I was told. Um, yeah. First practice, I show up in black socks. I didn't know. So, like, the senior manager, Dieter, he's up top. He, he's like, what, what are you doing? Like, and I was like, I don't. So, he, like, throws me. We had to switch socks. I had to wear his socks. He was up top, <laughs> not in practice. He was, like, filming, doing the camera. Yeah. He's like, okay, like, this is, you know, this is legit. Like, this yeah. NBA is way more relaxed. Wear what you want, you know just practices for an hour at this, you know, at whatever before and after kind of on your own wave, this is completely different. So it was cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So maybe let's, let's maybe not speed through, but touch on maybe uh, the first year basketball wise, two years. Um, 
what was, what was your first year like and, and what, what are kind of some lessons you learned um, when, when you're fresh in, fresh in it? Yeah. Um, so first year and second year were like pretty similar other than like, you know, you're not a freshman anymore, but yeah, both those years was like, just, Oh, I was still all about basketball. Like that was my focus. I was getting my classwork done and I found college not to be crazy hard as long as you put the time in, like, can you know? Um, yeah. So for me, it was like just getting that done and out of the way. I wasn't like pa- super passionate about my degree. Cause for me, like I was going to that school to get to the MBA. So like for me, I was doing a, uh, entire four year, like internship in my field. And then like the schoolwork was like almost secondary. Yeah, I didn't really have a passion for my major. I, I you know, still don't. Um, but it was just like you had to do it. Similar to like an NBA, you know, a guy that's coming there to try to get to play in the NBA. Get to the league, yeah. You get it done and, and you pick something you like, but that's definitely your second priority in a way. Yeah. Um, so that's how it was for me too. And, and that's how it was for a lot of the managers. That's how it was for you, I know, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, definitely. When did uh, you start being more hands-on? From a, from a video coordinator standpoint, just to give some background to some people listening, Drew is a wizard at at um, everything related to video yeah. coordinating. Where where did that kind of like um, come from, and where did that start? Um, it came, yeah. It well before I even got the job, I knew that part was part of like what us ma- as managers were kind of like part of our, our job description. So before when I was still in Milwaukee, I like learned very basic how to use it from the video coordinator with the box at the time, Josh Brokehammer. Um, he just taught me, I just, one day I was just like, hey, can you like show me what you do? Cause you see him on the computer, just like you might see someone in your life, you know, using some program you, you passively don't really care cause you're not involved in it. So when I was like, wait, I could be cool to learn that. I was like, wait, you know, show me actually what, what that is. What's going on? Way harder than I thought, but you pick it up quick as with anything. So coming into, state i had like some basic knowledge which again for them i think was like extremely rare of like even basic knowledge um because again you don't you, you don't get that you're coming to the school to learn that um, yeah so that was kind of like for me it's like how do i get this job oh if i had that already on my resume that'll help um, so the first two years like that was my focus because i knew that's how you're going to get to the nba as a coach like you know, if you're just a rebounder or whatever, like that's cool. And that's what some guys wanted to do, but that's not really like practically how you're going to get that next job. The next job for most people is, you know, a, you know, video intern or video coordinator, you know, in, in the, in the G league or something video related, like that's going to be heavily your responsibility. So I was like, I need to be good at this. I want to coach. It's not like my passion per se. Yeah. Like breaking down film. I don't think that's really anyone's direct passion, but it's like, that's the vehicle and get me to like an MBA job. So that was like my focus from the beginning. Kind of like, yeah. get, like get in with the coaches more, like be more involved. You know, we were all expected to do a lot, but you could also kind of decide yeah. how involved you wanted to be in with like real basketball side or more of like kind of just day to day, like getting stuff done side. And I was like, I always wanted, I'd rather put way more time in and stay late, but get to do basketball stuff than have to do like non-essential kind of just like random work. Yeah. No, I'd rather stay three hours extra and, and get to do stuff that I was here for than have to do too much of the other stuff. So that's how I was always trying to position myself, you know, through that job. Yeah. So, you know. And I think there's so, a lesson in there outside of basketball too, of like sometimes you gotta a seek out seek out where what you have to do to get to where you want to go, but also sometimes you have to do the things you might not necessarily want to do yeah. to 
to get to that position or whatever that is you want to do, um, kind of like pay your dues and, and figure out how to get there. And then you might not like it at first, but if that's where you want to end up, um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then what, what are your kind of like junior, senior year? Like, um, yeah. So, um, sophomore year is when I met you, which yeah. you got the job sophomore year. Yeah. That's, that's my first year, sophomore year. Yeah. Um, so that was like, and I remember we weren't like that close that year. Like we, we like grew closer, but like we weren't like really, you know, yeah, extremely close friends until junior, senior year. Um, yep. I was a lot closer with Jalen Thomas, another manager. I, I lived with him the rest of my years at school. Um, but those years, I don't know. Like it just started to get a little bit, the more I learned about it, the more I was around it, the more I was around continually to do like NBA stuff in the summer and be around the Bucks still as I was like more, now this became more of like an actual career and job. In high school, it's just like something you want to do. And it was like, you only did what was fun and it wasn't too much. Now this is like, okay, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. for practice. Like this is your actual yeah. job. Even though we weren't getting paid, it's like, this is, you know, this is your job. And I was like, kind of started to realize, I saw some of the people in at state that were like paid, like, you know, this is their job as well. And I was like, I don't know if I really want that. Like, as yeah. I don't know if this is what I want to do every day, you know, all day. So it just like slowly kind of got to that point. It didn't, my, my love for like basketball didn't necessarily change or like my view on state or like the manager job itself or like ISO or none of that. It just changed a little bit on like my future, like, do I want to go down this career path the next 30 years? Yeah. Uh, like kind of just at that point, like late junior year and definitely summer going into senior year was like, you know, I'm going to finish this out. And like, I like this, but like after I'm not going to pursue this, I'm going to give it some time and like take a break from it and see like, do I miss that? Or, you know, is that just something that propelled me to the next kind of career which where I am now? Um, yeah. I don't know the love, like the love didn't go away, but like the, the realization that I didn't love it enough. Yeah. When it, like was more like self-aware, like my love was the same, but it wasn't enough to be those guys that are grinding in the video room for the bucks or the Suns right now, you know, during coronavirus trying to, you know, get, yeah. it, get it. Like, I don't love it. I don't love it in that way. Yeah. yeah which I think takes a, a level of self-awareness to, to kind of take a step back and ask yourself, ask yourself that. Cause you see a lot of people just like head down, kind of like don't self-reflect and, and, yeah. and get into it. So it does. So is that when your, um, your love for kind of like, or at least experimenting with, with content creation video stuff started? When, when did that start? To grow? Yeah. Um, so like when you hear video work for the, for the, like Michigan state, that was no, like that was not video work. Yeah. 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 We should. Faster. Yeah. Um, that was just like getting, you know, low quality videos off of hoop one, they call it and like cutting them up in this program. That wasn't like going out with my own. I never had a camera. Like that was like very different than like going out now, filming stuff, putting on Instagram. It's completely different. Even though the word videos in there is yeah. not the same. Um, so yeah, it was like summer between junior and senior year. It was like, you know, we went to, me and you, we went to Bali uh -huh. I had gone to Australia shortly after that um, to visit Travis Trice, who was a state player, like you know, a friend of mine. Um, 
started getting into like more of like, I always loved to travel and I, and I, you know, that travel go like nowadays travel is so associated with like videos. Like you always see Instagram, it's like travel heavy or experience heavy. Um, So for me, I was like, I just like this, but, but even with that being said, like my brother is the one that started, you know, was into it sooner. He was the first one to get the camera, the first one to get the drone, the first one to use the GoPros. And then I saw it and I was like, well, I like this too. Like me and him are very similar. We're going on these trips together. It's, you know, family stuff. It's like, he was the one first bringing all the stuff. And I was like, well, this is cool. So I kind of just like, you know, follow his footsteps. He's four years younger than me, but, but he's better at a lot of this stuff than I am still. Um, But he like introduced me to that and, and kind of like my, you know, lifestyle or interests and stuff like went in line with, with someone that would be, you know, into content creation or, or videos or photography. So it just fit. Um, I don't know, but I had no interest in it. Like until yeah. I was probably 20, 21, like I just didn't, I just liked sports and, and kind of, you know, I wasn't super into art or like creativity yeah. or any of that. Um, but I don't know. Then, then I just, now I'm like really into it. So just interesting. That's dope. I'm um, kind of like closing out maybe the manager, the four years at, at school. What, what are some like looking back at that, the manager um, role that you were in for four years, what are some, some things you're most grateful for or lessons you, you took from either working under Coach Izzo in that organization or just the position itself? Yeah. Um, I mean, just hard work, like really, like I saw like our video coordinator, he's the one we worked with. He was like our direct kind of boss. Um, under Izzo, um, just like seeing every single day, like you're in there, you know, whatever time it is, 8 a.m., 7 a.m., and you, and you don't leave till 12 hours after that, and you you just got to like put the work in, and, and I it was interesting with like how a uh, schedule works where it's like once that game's over, granted, we, we kept all the film, and, that, and that's why we're an elite program because we, we thought about it to the next level, but in theory, most of it is like, once that game's over, like a lot of that is, is kind of useless. Like those early non-conference games, like you might play them, but probably won't. Like you put so much work in and then that 40 minute game, and then it's like on to the next. So that yep. mentality of like, it never stops. Like it never, there's no like, Oh my God, I did this. And then you, there's no time to like reflect on it. Like look yep. back, there's more like, okay, well we have a game tomorrow or we, we you know, practices at 8am or whatever it is. Next so thing. that mentality of like, that was the first, kind of like real job I even had like extreme commitment and like all of that like that helped me a lot like especially Izzo like you know who, no one you know, that's that's the ultimate like boss like that's not your yeah. you know work at a pizzeria in, in high school boss it's like yeah whatever you can come in late that's like Tom Izzo like no you can't like you know wake up like you got to be there yeah uh, so that was just kind of like instilled, I guess. And, and I'm appreciative of that more than kind of anything, not like anything specifically that I learned more of like the mindset of like, okay, you need to work this hard um, to get where you want to be. And, and, and we learned it because, you know, we won a lot when I was there. Like we were always top one or two teams in, in the big time. We were ranked number one, I think every, maybe not our junior year, but every other year I was there at some point we were ranked number one. Yeah. There's something close to that. Um, Either way, like we're we're a top five program all the time, top ten program. So, just learning, like, okay, how does that really happen? Um, yeah, how does a lot of the recruits and not a lot of the players that like, we're working twice as hard as as Duke that's getting five McDonald's All Americans or Kentucky, like you know, yeah, 
So it was just like, it, it, you know, I learned a lot from that. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of value in, in seeing, like, a lot of people that just, like, show up to the games or watch it on TV, like, they almost think – I know they don't think it, but almost you just roll it out there and play. But just the hours of work and the amount of people that are behind the scenes um, grinding nonstop 60-hour, yeah. 70-hour weeks to, yeah. to kind of make that – make that happen we almost felt like the games were our little break you know what i mean like sure. no they like, were they were i yeah. was like i can just watch this game like i like yeah that. and that's kind of yeah. what i've learned is like that's what it takes for that and i and that's what it takes for anything right like when i exactly. make a video and people watch it now it's like they don't know how much time i put in but for me like i learned okay i don't love basketball that much to put 70 hours a week into you know for that result when i'm you know i get it if you're if you're a player on the team or it's what you love or the coach but for me like I was just like you know I want to put this much time in and I learned how much time needs to go in anything but I was like I want to put it somewhere else yeah and, and where you where you love the process there's a there's a uh a tweet I saw a couple of days ago but it was just a a graph of like um time being on like the x-axis and success being on the y-axis and it's just this graph that's just like think of like exponential growth of like a x cubed and just like yeah. low 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 and then exponential growth and it's like half of that time it's like you must love that process because it's low like you know what i mean you're not you're not getting much success you're grinding and you have to love it to be able to reach yeah. that point then it just like exponentially grows there's such, and, yeah there's such a barrier to entry with like anything to be good at anything like it's very rare that someone just wakes up and is naturally like the best at something sometimes yeah. that happens. and in sports you see it a lot more than other fields maybe just that's solely just because of like how it's pushed you at broadcast. You don't, the best doctors in the world are not famous, right? But the best athletes are that's because we, we want to watch sports. So it's like, you see these guys and, and you don't realize how hard, like how much time they really put in. And like, it just, it's kind of interesting when you're that seventh, you know, seventh grader in the driveway and you, you think you're, you think you're not that far away from LeBron James at that time in your life when you're shooting around in the driveway, you just do like, you think, you, yeah. know, you don't realize like, how much work they put in not that any individual kid doesn't have that potential per se but like yeah you know you overlook how much like how much time they put in and also pair that with like straight giftedness and like what they're good at like you have to kind of be self-aware at the same time of like seeing you know pairing that like it's it's rare or i guess it's not super rare but it's rare to be like really good at something that you really really love doing um yeah what, we talk about being like self-aware and, and you seem to always like question and, and like take a step back and ask yourself if you really love it. Like, is there any advice you'd give to somebody um, that's trying to be more self-aware? Um, I don't know if there's like some advice in there yeah. um, that you'd give them. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be more like internal, like you don't have to look self-awareness isn't like looking right now and saying okay am i am i the best at this yes or no if not like stop doing it that's not what it what it is it's more of like do i want to do Put i want to wake up and go to sleep every night just doing this or thinking about this or when this is really hard do i still love it the same way as you know when it's easy and when you know the final product is out or people are reacting to it and giving positive responses is that the same feeling you have as when you just start a project or you just start a workout or you just start whatever and no one's seeing it and, and, and you know it's just a feeling in your gut it's not a finished product there's nothing physical to look at or there's no results it's just like do you want it um that's more 
kind of like I just think that's a smarter path and, and everyone if you my advice is if you kind of have that approach you're gonna you're eventually whether it's in your teens your 20s your 30s all the way up you're gonna come across you know you're gonna get all those boxes to kind of align where it's something you love doing and, and you're aware that okay this is what I want to put my time into and then you're gonna see results um, yeah I think that's I think that's awesome another thing I like to think about too is like do I love the thought of what it could bring or do I just love the process I see yeah. A lot of times, sometimes I catch myself where I'm like, no, really, I just love what the reward could be of like, if I did play in the NBA, that's what I want is the recognition and the fame. It's not so much, I love the game so much. Yeah. It's, it's, I want what, what it can bring me versus yeah. just loving the process. Um, sure. that's, so, what I, that's what I like being around a lot of athletes as we are like the best in the world. I've seen players and I'm like, these guys want to play. I just use NBA as, as a kind of a metaphor. It's what we know and, and a lot of people know, but yeah. it's just an example. But like these guys want are just dying right now to, to play pickup or just play or just like shoot. Like they love that. I'm not saying their dream isn't okay, NBA finals, you know, that's another echelon, but still like they love the summer workout pickup games. They don't care if anyone's watching or filming the same way that you know they love an NBA game. Um, yeah. And that's just a good think- you know, mindset to have for whatever you're doing. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, let's talk about maybe about content creation. What's, what's something that we talked about when your first initial spark, but what's maybe like your love for it or, or is it drawn you towards it more to uh, put the time in you have? Um, yeah. yeah. What, what do you, what do you, what, well, what, honestly, like it was, it's funny that what you were just talking about, how like the result versus like, you know, the process, like at first I was like, kind of in it for like the result a little bit i was like hey, yeah well, you know these videos are cool i want i want to be able to do that like i think that's cool it wasn't like 100 percent to impress anyone i guess everything to a small extent in this culture especially when being a videographer is so directly correlated with like social media it's like you want a good result you want people to see your videos or photos and you want a good reception so like there is some of that and at first that was kind of bigger than it is now because the process hasn't hadn't really started and I didn't have as much time to like really love it as I do now yeah there was some of that of like you know I want to be the guy making these cool videos like to an extent yeah. but I also was like aware going back to my you know other you know time at Michigan State or whatever like okay well I immediately when I watched you know whoever at the time was big you know, those YouTube videos, I didn't see that for just straight fact. I saw it for like, okay, well, I know how much time that guy or that girl put into that video, how many hours, how many time spent, how much money spent, you know, traveling or, or whatever the video was, or how much time they spent to edit it. I was able to kind of recognize that based on past experience. The same way, like you said, we watch a basketball game and we know how much time the coaches are putting in where the average person, you know, just thinks it's that 60 minutes and you're out and, and it's not. So I was like, I want that result, but I also kind of signed up for the, the process at the same time. Yeah. That's dope. What, what's some like inspiration for you in, in content creation? It could be like a person or um, a place or yeah. What, what's, what's some inspiration for, for you? Um, and I know that might be fluid and always changing, but what's maybe your inspiration um, currently? I mean, a big one. It's tough. Like there's not one person per se. Like my brother is definitely like, he's always like on a front like ahead of me of like you know 
the next thing, like start flying the drones. And I, oh, I think it's cool. Okay, I want to use drones in my video or, you know, start doing this effect. Oh shit. I want to do that. Like, so he's yeah. definitely number one of like, like just thinking different. And like, I've gotten better at that. I would say, because the more you're around him or other people or just, you know, around yourself, like learning, you, you can get more creative and, and better. But um, yeah. I don't know, like he's one and, and there's some big Instagrammers like Sam Colder is still a big one. Like he makes some of the best videos ever. Like yeah, I've seen, you know, for real. And he doesn't even have that big of a following nowadays compared to some other people's maybe a million, two million on Instagram. Not crazy. Um, but I see him and, and I'm like, okay, I, I, you know, I want to do that stuff. And, and then my approach was like, okay, you know, I think like Kanye, you might know his quote or cause you, you know, quotes better than I do, but Kanye has something where it's like, he said like, basically along the lines of like artists, like artists should never feel bad about like quote unquote stealing someone else's like, yeah. Yeah. And like improving it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Really butchering yeah, that, yeah. That's, the, that's the, the concept, that's the moral, that's the concept of what he said. And I was like, I agreed with that. I always did. Like, and, and yeah. if that happens to me now, like, you know, sometimes I'll make like a unique video or unique effect and I'll get tagged and, and other people on Instagram, you know, will be like, Oh, you know, I inspire them to do this. I'm like, that's sick. Like, that's dope. I never, you know, look down on that. And so I was like, okay, my approach, and I still tell us to this day, people think I'm really good at, at what I do. And, and I know that I, I am, I'm, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just trying to take what I see from other people, my brother, you know, other people, bigger accounts on Instagram or, or even small accounts. Like I found, I find random videos all the time, try to translate that into what I do. So like bring it into the sports world, people that I'm working with, um, and just kind of like, like Kanye, like mold it from, from there and kind of like use it and, and bring it to a yeah. new audience. And, and a lot of times I, I'm greedy with the audience of like, Oh my God, you're so like, that's crazy. And I'm like, you think that's crazy you should see the people that i'm following and what they're doing and yeah. I'm kind of like stealing little bits and pieces and making my own but i'm not i'm by no means inventing any of these effects really or any of this style like i'm just kind of remolding in ours but um, yeah i think there's i think there's a big lesson i think there's a big lesson in that too i think you and i talked about that but like on our instagram feeds and in the in the 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 content that we digest and take in we think that's the norm because that's yeah. all we see and mm -hmm. and we kind of like Sometimes I would say me get discouraged because I'm not there. I'm not at that level yet, but that's all I'm comparing to is people that are, that are exceeding in that field. But if you, if you remove yourself and take your, to your neighbor's shoes, like they're probably not even following one account you are um, and, and what you're doing and what value you can provide to them um, is kind of mind blowing to them. So I think maybe some people can take away from that too. Like maybe look, what are you digesting that might look normal to you, but your neighbor, it, it kind of looks like a whole new world um, and For start sure. maybe like diving in that and sharing that. Um, no, I, I agree. And that's what I've agreed with too, or even making a video. Like you watch it so many times when I, again, kind of going, you know, not going to get too detailed, but you make a video, you, you're granted it can vary, but a few days for me, usually anywhere as short as a few hours to a few days on, on a particular edit. And, you see it so many times because you replay every little thing and you're tweaking every little thing. And like, it starts to get kind of like old or like less significant than the first time you put that effect in and you see it, you're like, Oh shit, that's cool. Then by yeah. day three, you're like, okay, is this, is this even that cool? Like, and then like when you post it, I was just talking to Mondo, our friend about it. Um, and, and 
he was saying the same thing with music. Like, you know, you make a song and he was like, yeah, I like to sit on it for a while and like, you know, go back to it. And like, because you'll, you'll have the same like kind of insecurity of it after it's so normalized to you. So same thing with social media, like when you're exposed to all the stuff and, I, and I'm following, I try to follow my friends, but also like people that inspire me, like maybe that I don't know. Um, and then when you compare yourself, sometimes you don't like add up, but at the same time, like, I like to look at it as like, yeah, maybe I'm not adding up to Sam Colder. Like his, he's better at a lot of things. But like, I also am like, maybe I'm coming back around the other side and we're actually more equal because like the stuff I'm able to do is something maybe he can't do in a different way. So it kind of different way. Out. Like everyone has their own style, and, and I don't think he would ever be mad at someone you know, trying to draw an effect he did or something like in a video. Like I don't. People that are mad at that are just insecure in, in their own ability to keep creating. Because I'm never like. You know, if someone does something, I'm like, yeah. hey, they can't take my mind. They can't copy my mind. Like, so the next I agree. We're going to, you know, I'm not worried about that. Um, I think that's, I think that's, there's a tweet I saw that was talking about, like, if you steal enough people's ideas, it actually becomes original in your own. And I think yeah. that's, that's a lot, uh, maybe a common thread in here too, where it's like, you're, you also might get inspired from where you live in the grocery store you go to, or, you know what I mean? Like where, where Sam Colder and these people don't go and you kind of are subconsciously or subconsciously bring in that inspiration um, that, that brings it your own and you kind of remix. Yeah. There's also a Ted talks I used to watch, or I watched it a few times actually, but it's like kind of like every it's, I think it's called everything is remixed or everything art is, is a remix of, of something prior and maybe touching on kindness thing. It's, it's to improve it or to make it your own. And um, I think there's, there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. And especially nowadays when Instagram or YouTube, it's so like saturated in, in the sense of like, it's hard to make that original of, of an effect or, or, or a certain style of video because there's so much out there that odds are someone has something similar. So it's like, for me, it's finding subtle ways to like be original. And, and that's why like, you know, I'm so glad for our friendship is because you know, everything that I'm doing now professionally or, or personally really is like, has really grown from, from you. Like I met all my best friends, you know, pretty much through you. And even, you know, what I'm doing now professionally, you know, stemmed from when me and you met. So it was like, I really like that. Like, we're never going to lose that originality about us, like our network and who we know, you know, like that's never going to go, whether, whether I'm struggling to find a video effect or not, I feel like for us, you know, we have the content or, or for me, like my job, like, or what I like to do, I like get a lot of DMs, you know, how can I, how can I, you know, film or, you know, get a job like you or, or film for some athletes or do things. I'm like, well, it's hard. Cause it's like, it's more about who, you know, or relationships you have Relation, yeah. or, or doubling down on, you know, like what I give advice of like, you know, just double down on your friends or, or your network or try to grow your network, but you can't just, you know, I couldn't write you know, the way I, I know a lot of people in my life, you know, into a, yeah. a script, it, it wouldn't really make sense. So it's just like, for me, that's what I'm more concerned of. I'm not so super concerned of having the most lit video all the time. Cause it's more like, I want the content, you know, what we're doing and, and who we're around and, and that to, to drive it. Cause anyone can yeah. make a super cool cut up video in their backyard, which is great, but they have, you know, less of that value and more of like, um, purpose behind it i guess um, and everyone can find that like i'm not the only one that has that by any means um, yeah but that's i like that what, what are some maybe tips for people um you say build your network and, and relationships what are some tips for you to to help people that are listening uh do that well, honestly 
like you know me like i'm not good at that like that's that's yeah like you just got to put yourself out there and you'll meet people and you can let them to an extent like i play off other people's strengths like you my girlfriend natalie a lot of people i know like you guys are people person like i'm not yeah i'm like all, a lot of the opportunities i have are people i know like i'm i'm gonna let you be great at that you know to an extent yeah lean on my friends or people if you're not a super like extroverted like you know want to cold dm i never i've never cold dm'd anyone the only person i yeah. ever dm in my life was was my now girlfriend because i just like <laughs> had feeling about her but yeah, yeah since then or or before then or since then ever done that let alone she's firing out you know collaborate with brands all this stuff like just off the cuff easy all the time i'm like how do you just like ask someone for that or say yeah it's a lot there i just that's just not how i am even in person like once i get to know you i can talk your ear off but if i don't know you like i'm gonna be very shy and reserved yeah so i don't know like i might not be the best person to give advice because i'm not like that but if you're not like that and you're listening like lean on people in your life that are like have them help you and and, i think you know i think the value there is is it ties back to what we talked about earlier it's like you're self-aware of your strengths um yeah. but also you're you there's a sense of vulnerability that you had to put yourself out there creating sure, yeah that's kind like of what I, I, I kind of forgot to get to that but that yeah like so i had to take some chances like i had to yeah. just and go to school plays i didn't know anyone like for me that was harder than it would have been for you to just go to you know some school yeah. some random state you would have been fine and i turned out fine because i think everyone yeah, yeah. you're really good yeah fine. but for me it was a little different because it's like i'm not the one to just go up and talk to someone you know or or whatever but i'm glad it happened and and i think like if you just put enough effort like that in you know give it for me it, it took a month two months and, and i was good and i had a few friends and for me that was enough and then it slowly grew or whatever it is whatever you're trying to do build your network start with one or two and, and it'll grow but um you gotta kind of like put the effort in and, and i know if it's not easy for you like that's cool but it'll get easier like you just gotta latch on to one or two people you know, and it can't just be for pure like networking game. I mean, yeah, not what it was, but yeah, yeah. I, it morphed into like, okay, damn, this guy knows everyone. He's great with people. Like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna use that and, and yeah, yeah. be great. And like, you know, and admit, and I can provide value on other ends as well. And like, that's why. We're and then you, and then you provide value to me because then I connect yeah. with people I know and and give them good content. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. a so it's definitely. A, and I think a, a lot of artists and creatives are can maybe, I don't know, maybe not. I'm not super up into following a ton of like of that stuff, but I feel like yeah. other people in my shoes may be more introverted or like more kind of like creative and artistic and less of like, that's what I always say, like you're my agent, like you're, like, yeah, yeah. you're out there and like you're, but you're so creative too. So I don't know if that's a good like point or not, but I feel like yeah. maybe some, some artists definitely are, are a little more like kind of just, I want to be, you know, doing my thing and I don't want to, I have to be, and I guess that's why agencies exist, right? That's why. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think like finding a medium of like, it, it's hard. Like sometimes it's hard for me to give advice to people because I'm not going to pretend like I have everything figured out and I'm not going to pretend like a lot of shit just didn't like kind of go right. Yeah. I feel like just yeah. effort in, it's cliche, but like if you just put yourself out there, the effort in, like, I don't know. You'll figure yeah. And I think, I think there's, there's a thing in there too, where it's like, 
it's you're never going to copy someone's road. You know what I mean? Like there's bits yeah. and pieces where you yeah. can take, but you can't, you couldn't write where you are now or the, 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 the way you got there. And the person that's looking for you for advice isn't going to take the same path you. Yeah, there's some tidbits that you can drop them, drop them to help. Um, now like, when, like, when there's so many like new careers and opportunities now that didn't exist years ago and everyone's so more, so much more aware of those and people are posting, oh, you know, I'm here, I'm doing this. Like the pool has been extended so far where it's like, there's no way that you can copy someone's career to being, uh, to, you know, to being a professional person on TikTok. It's one thing yeah. 30 years ago to, to copy someone's path to being a lawyer because you can go to the same school and you can do an internship. And kind of, but now it's like, there's so much more freedom, but there's so much less like regularity and like structure and like way to get there. And like, yeah. And I think maybe that the way too is, is being vulnerable, honestly, like putting your, like putting yourself out there or putting what you like out there or your ideas out there. Um, and, and letting it unravel. And Um, there's so much more opportunity to do that now, like back, you know, back in the day before you're alive. So I'm not going to, you know, I wasn't alive, so I might not be the best person to speak on it, but I feel like that was also frowned upon to an extent of like, it wasn't cool to just be like, Hey, I love this. I'm going to go after it as much as is now. Like yeah. now that's like people reverse that around and, and, and use that as a strength. But before it was like, no, I, you know, I have to do this or that. So. Yeah. I like that a lot. Dope, man. Um, well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you hopping on this. Uh, I think there's a lot of, a lot of tidbits in there. Like we said, that people can, can pick up on and, and take from this, from this conversation. Um, I kind of ended the last two. I kind of think I'm going to do this now, but, but hopefully like this conversation can live on like longer than we're here. Um, what are, what's something maybe you want to leave, uh, leave this conversation with or, or how you, you hope to be remembered or maybe your aspirations. Um, yeah. Um, remembered. I don't know. Like for me, I just want to be, I just like, I just like to, if, if everyone just kind of had a more of a mindset of like, how can I be a vehicle for someone else or help someone else or, or use my strengths to help someone else in their weaknesses, I feel like everyone would just kind of get a little bit better. So like me as a videographer, like my goal is kind of use my strength, but whether it's telling other people's stories or, or helping other people out or whatever, like that's going to in turn kind of build your own or, or morph your own kind of purpose and everything into place. So if you're struggling with, you know, what do I want to do or where do I want to end up? Like putting more effort into other people um, or, you know, and not, you know, prioritizing yourself as much is going to you know come around in the back end and like get you to a much better place in, in a place where you want to be. So I know that's something I learned from you. I learned from my parents and other people, like the, the people that are more into other people are, are just in such a better spot than if you're kind of, you know, worried about, okay, where do I want to be or how do I get there? It's more like, how can I help other people get where they want to be and and together, like, you know, collectively. We'll um, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. That's off the cuff. I like it. I like it. Uh, Dope, man. I appreciate you Um, more than you know. You've taught me a lot through our friendship and, and excited to see where, where you go individually and, and us together. Um, and so it's going to be fun to look back on this in, in a few years and, and revisit it. So I appreciate you hopping on, man. Um, and much love. Yeah, me too. Appreciate you. And, uh,
This is weird, but it was fun. I know. You're, I'll text you right. But. I know. I'll, I'll text you right after this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Much love. Peace.